Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Exurgat Deus Dissipentur Inimici Eius. Et fugiancio derinteu ma facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered, and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. <clears throat> There's a lot to be said about Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò. I'm not going to say it all, <clears throat> but I am going to simply state. For those who think that he's getting immersed in politics and that that's somehow outside the purview of an archbishop of the Catholic Church, I'm only going to say that you are mistaken, and I'm going to explain why here in just a moment. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraecidium, imperatili deus supplicas de precamor, duque princeps militae caelestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos que ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Coriesu sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis, sancti Iosef, ora pro nobis, beatus carolus edomo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So I want to give a hat tip to um, a YouTube channel called The Frontline TV. Uh, it's Catholic television, and they're currently playing, as I record this, Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò's message um, to the Italian people, but also to the world. If you watch the message, they're currently playing it on loop. Um, when I started, when I started watching it, they'd been streaming it for nine hours, and it's about a uh, about a fifteen twenty minute talk, a little bit more. But it, like I said, they're playing it on cycle as of right now, and it's highly recommended that you. Well, I would highly recommend if you get an opportunity to track it down so that you can watch it because everything that he says. 
is very much from the perspective of an archbishop of the Catholic Church, and he manages to dial in very precisely on what's actually going on. And he doesn't spend a lot of time talking about things that you would expect um, a traditional bishop to talk about. You know, he doesn't spend a lot of time talking about the play of the angels and the demons and, and the spiritual forces. But he does, however, parse out very, very specifically and very, very clearly everything that is going on in a political nature based on the election of Georgia Maloney and what this could mean. And he does leave a little bit of latitude, not, not a whole lot. He accounts for the fact that there's no way that these people, uh, the, the globalists, who have been pushing these destructive agenda, he, he leaves it open for them to have accounted for it and to have some kind of plan of action to kind of subvert it and divert it in a direction that they want to go, or even to sort of mitigate the damage that they've done that, is, that they're now suffering a backlash from. And this is important. I have said on the podcast many times that it's not that politics is downstream from culture, but politics is an expression of religion. So a person's politics is a direct expression of the religion that they follow, which is in turn, of course, directed from what they believe. Now... In modern-day America, culture doesn't quite mean what it should. So the word culture today is sort of this synopsis of views and beliefs and practices, mores and folkways and all that other stuff. Um, It's, you know, art and, you know, the expression of history and how all of those play into the science. Like, like it's this big amorphous blob. But as a Catholic, you should know that the word culture comes from the word cultus, which means belief or a system of belief. And in this avenue, when Andrew Breitbart said that politics is downstream from culture, he's basically correct. It is downstream from culture. But the cultus sets the religion, and the religion expresses itself in the politics. And that's how that stream works. So being that the archbishop is comfortably and firmly ensconced in the Catholic faith, the one true faith, the only true religion, he has a unique perspective. In fact, he is in the unique perspective, the unique true perspective, the only true perspective. And so as he examines the things that are going on, around the world, but in particular because he's speaking from and to Italy in, the, in this particular message, he has an extraordinarily incisive take that cannot be missed because he talks about things that are very much, particularly within the traditional Catholic and within the American traditional Catholic circles, or I should say the traditional Catholic circles in America where things are very, very severe, um, and things are very, very extreme, and we, and we are keenly aware of the fact that we are fighting for the, not just our lives, but the lives of our children and our children's children for the life of our entire civilization. 
So for us, it is an existential battle. And it may not necessarily be the ex may not, keywords, may not be the existential battle th that is seen by other traditional Catholics in other parts of the world. Um, it is actually clearly true that American Catholics are significantly more uptight and that European traditional Catholics are significantly more relaxed. Now, part of that is an expression of America because America is significantly more uptight about so many more things than the rest of the world. Now, part of that could simply be um, the sort of relaxed attitude is an expression of, the, of confidence. Because people who are absolutely confident in outcomes, in, in their chosen course of action, in the fact that their chosen course of action is the right way, have a tendency to be significantly more calm, much more relaxed. There isn't the expression of fear that is actually, and, and it is fear to be sure. Traditional Catholics in America are absolutely terrified of the idea that the faith could be extinguished in America. It may not be extinguished everywhere, but it can be extinguished in a locale. 300 and some odd 30 million or whatever, 330 million people can completely lose the faith, can completely step away. They can, and they can be annihilated to the last man, woman, or child. This can happen. Does that mean that the Catholic that the Catholic Church proves false? Absolutely not, because the Catholic faith will endure ad in ad infinitum. But it does not mean that America is going to be preserved in the Catholic faith. Nor does it mean that, say, France will be conserved in the Catholic faith, or Bolivia, or Spain, or Brazil, or Zimbabwe. The Catholic faith can be exterminated in a particular location with no difficulty. And it can be, and, and said extermination can take place having not impacted the truth of the faith at all. And it is quite clear that in America, it is most definitely a battle between good and evil. And there is a certain trepidation that our children and our children's children will abandon the truth altogether. And given the actions of the government and the peoples of the United States of America, this is not outside the realm of possibility. And so for us particularly in the, within the borders of the United States and its territories, this is an existential affair. This is an affair to the mere existence and continued existence of Catholicism, of the one true faith in our land. Now, there are many others around the world who may simply be resting on their laurels because they know for a fact that, you know, for example, France, the eldest daughter of the church, they've grown up with Catholicism, and even though, and even though the communist Freemasonic revolutionaries did everything they could to extinguish the faith, the faith is still present. And so the faith that comforted and carried France for a thousand years is far more Esconced. It's far more ingrained. It's part of the national identity. Even secular Frenchmen standing in Paris when Notre Dame 
burned down. They immediately resorted back to the, they reverted back to the faith as they mourned this loss. Because whether or not the average secular Frenchman today wants to admit it, the fact is, is that the Catholic faith is interwoven in French culture and is indelible. While many of the French people will abandon the faith, the fact is, is France is the eldest daughter of the church. And that mark is irremovable. The secularists will easily be able to be comforted by the fact that they can return to the faith at any time. And so the most agnostic, the most atheistic, in a tragedy like what happened, like what happened at Notre Dame, will simply go home. And they can mourn side by side with the devoted Catholics, both Nova Sordo and Trad. Because everybody can mourn the loss. Because it was something that, like the Catholic faith in France, it's something that is, and it's something that seemed eternal. The church was 800 years old. There is no structure in the United States of America with the history of one cathedral in France, any cathedral in France. So for Americans, it's not uncommon for us to feel the impermanence of our lives. And while, yes, many of us grew up with a ridiculous amount of prosperity, with a ridiculous amount of wealth, with wealth that cannot be comprehended because, well, let's face it, we were inundated with it. But the first moment that you begin to comprehend that there's something unique about America is the first time that you go to a a country that is considered third world and you realize that the vast majority of the world isn't even living at the second world standard, let alone the first. And it's in that moment that you actually begin to appreciate all of the things, all of the conveniences, all of the not meant in the, not meant in the classical Latin sense of the word, but all of the luxury that surrounds us. we can look to our institutions that are hunt, that are you know 100 150 200 years old but the fact remains is 200 years is nothing compared to the institutions that existed in France or Germany or Italy and so if tradi- if traditional catholics in america seem a little bit more uptight it's simply because we understand the impermanence and perhaps there is ingrained on some level an understanding that Catholicism had in fact been the de facto religion within the continental United States, within the Western Hemisphere. You're like, well, how could that be? Well, quite simply, French Jesuits and Spanish Franciscans and Dominicans 
They were all here first. Starting in the 1500s, the, conver the conversion of the Western Hemisphere began. And it would be 300 years later, two full centuries and plus a little bit, when the, when the heretical scourge of Protestantism would begin to sweep across the nation, would begin to sweep across the continent, first drawing its band from, from the east to west coasts within the United States, and then infiltrating via Freemasonic and Communist influences both north and south. Mostly south, however. <clears throat> Whether or not traditional Catholics in America are aware of it, the fact is, is most of America was Catholic. The Mississippi River from Louisiana all the way up to Canada was Catholic. The western coast from Oregon all the way down to Chile was Catholic. The Missouri River all the way up to Montana was Catholic. And it's easy to fail to understand the magnitude of such things. It's easy to fail to understand the magnitude of the travesty that was committed against the indigenous populations. And I'm going to say indigenous populations despite the fact that I don't like the word. But the travesty that was committed against the native peoples was simultaneously committed against Catholics. So traditional Catholics in America are keenly aware of how devastating these things can be. And it doesn't matter that we had the Knights of Columbus. Most people view the Knights of Columbus as no different from the Freemasons. Even Knights of Columbus themselves. <clears throat> it's important. It's important to understand that the fabric of our civilization can be easily destroyed. And Archbishop Vigano, he not only understands this, and I think that's part of his part of his love for the United States of America. I mean, he he spent a significant amount of time here as a papal nuncio, but I think that's part of his love is because he understands, on some level, the beauty and the fragility of America. And I believe that part of that is actually, and I believe this, I don't obviously know this to be true, we cannot be able to read a heart. 
uh, we can read no one's hearts and without particular extraordinary special graces. But I believe that this has actually illuminated his understanding of how things are going in the rest of the world, in particular in Italy. Archbishop Vigano has seen has seen the recent elections in Italy, and he sees him he sees those elections through the proper light. That this this election, the selection of Georgia Maloney as the first female prime minister, as a member of the inheritor political party from the fascists. Understanding fully that she's not going full fascist. She's not going to take it in fully in that direction. Because she, like the rest of us, actually grew up in, in the rest of the world and has modernism to blame for tempering many of her opinions. Whether or not she's actually aware of it, and most of us are unaware of our modernist predispositions. But she understands... That she can't go full on with the fascist ideas. And most of the world has, even in even in Italy, while the old while the elders in Italy, those who are 70, 80, 70, 80, or 90 years old in Italy, they understand what the fascist principles were. And that's the reason why if you were to interview anyone and talk to them about their experiences in the 30s and 40s. They'll never badmouth Mussolini. But they also understood that culturally they could not praise him. And so they would simply say something to the effect of, well, at least under Mussolini, the trains ran on time. That was their tacit rebellion from the American hegemony that had imposed itself on Italy in the aftermath of the Second World War. At least under Mussolini, the trains ran on time. As if to say that these people who have come in and decided to tell us that this is how we are to, to live can't even make the trains run on time, despite the fact that a train is fully within the purview of the control of a man. At least under his system, the trains ran on time. There was something that they understood that was correct about Mussolini's fascist ideas. And they were the same things that Georgia Maloney understands to be correct. And while she knows politically she just can't she can't go to to quote Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, she's fully aware of the fact that she can never go the full retard. She's fully aware that she cannot go full bore. She doesn't have the electoral mandate, but she has significant consensus. So she can't go full out, lest the whole of the people reject that extreme of a change. But she does absolutely understand that that which the World Economic Forum and the Davos crowd and all of their ilk through the European Union and even across the pond into the United States, everything that they're pushing for is aimed at nothing less than the destruction of her people. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And Archbishop Vigano understa- understands that this is this is the thing that is playing out. Now, there were many people who could not hold their nose while pulling the lever for the Brotherhood of Italy. And so they went the other direction, to another minority party, which is why there's a consensus, but it's not a mandate. There is now a consensus in Italy that we have that they have to head in the opposite direction. But it's not a full-on mandate because to be tr- to be sure, nobody knows what that's going to look like. Nobody's go- nobody is really certain what it what uh, what they're calling vis-a-vis Brexit, Italieve. Nobody's for sure what that's going to do to them because the fact is is that Italy has after a fashion grown accustomed to all of the welfare programs and the communist and socialist government institutions that have been pervasive across their nation for the last 70 years. You cannot go 70 years with something and suddenly say, well, we can be rid of that without a certain degree of trepidation. They've gone 50-some-odd years as part of the European Union. They've been part of NATO. I would argue they were coerced into NATO because, I mean, these were, they, were, they were among the early members in the aftermath of the Second World War. I would argue that they were coerced into joining NATO. But to be sure, it's not in Italy's interest to be a member state of NATO. 
It's not in Italy's interest to be a member state of the European Union. And it's most especially not in their interest because their officials, their representatives in the European Commission, are not even, like none of them are elected. And to be sure, no, in Brussels, where these meetings take place, they're not chosen, the leaders of the European Commission are not chosen by Italy. They're elected, they're chosen, who, actually, I'm not even entirely sure. I would imagine, after a fashion, they're, they're assembled as a republic, and so some electors from each nation are the ones who actually choose their commissioners. But it's very difficult to tell. Considering the leaders of the European Commission seem to have been uniformly Germanic over the last 50 years. When was the last time there was a, there was a British commissioner at the top? When was the last time there was a French commissioner at the top? It's been Brussels, Amsterdam, let's see, I think it's been Amsterdam and Germany and Liechtenstein. Well, I don't, I don't even know if it's been Liechtenstein. But it has been very, very largely people with names that would not be recognizable as decidedly Italian or Greek or British or French. For the most part, it's been Prussian and Teutonic, Bavarian. It's been... It's been names that have been headquartered right around the same area. For the last 50 years, which I think is really weird that that's the way that turned out, but whatever. I'm going to leave that part alone. Likewise, the majority influence in the European Union has come out of Davos has come from organizations like the World Economic Forum or the Bilderbergs. No one elects those people. They, be, they get elected and then they become part of the organization. Or they become part of the organization and eventually get elected, you know, we, be it Macron or Trudeau or any of these other schleps. And they're diverted... And, and this is the thing that's actually most remarkable. Justin Trudeau is a substitute teacher, and yet he became a, lead, a young global leader in the Eco World Economic Forum. He's a substitute teacher, for crying out loud. He is the most banal and average person. Sure, he had a pretty face, I suppose. Had. He's getting older now, so he's not as handsome as he was when he was younger. But he's a midwit, at best. He's a dimwit, at worst. And I would argue somewhere between mid and dim for him, because he doesn't seem to be particularly bright. He seems to have no problem holding two equally opposing and contradictory views in his head at the same time. Which is indicative of a mind that is completely unpegged from any type of morality. And given the fact that he's a fallen away Catholic, is very dark indeed. But he is by no stretch of the imagination among the best. 
Likewise, I would say Emmanuel Macron is in that same set. There's a shred of hope for Macron, though, because he seems to understand that you don't want to provoke a nuclear catastrophe. Yet simultaneously, he has been along for the ride with his whole Russia-Ukraine war. He was along for the ride, a purveyor of the COVID lie. And his actions, to be sure, have not been helpful for France. They've not been helpful for the European Union. They've not been helpful for anything other than international interests that are completely unpegged from the realities and the interests of the localities that they wish to rule. And we who are watching all of these things, we can understand this. And if you've had an opportunity to watch the stream of Archbishop Carla Maria Vigano, then you will understand that he, wherever he was early on when he would, you know, because I've been watching him since he first came out and and started rabble rousing. And I've noticed that he actually follows very much the path of people who suddenly have the scales lifted from their eyes, suddenly realize all of the damage that they have been supporting for most of their lives, and immediately off in the other direction. Realizing that they, with, with Archbishop Vigano, it has become clear to me watching him that he did repent. That he did turn away from everything that he thought he knew. That he instead stepped back and began examining everything fresh in light of this new information, in light of the fact that he had been a prisoner to the globalist agenda for his entire time. For his entire time as a papal nuncio, for for most of his time as an active ordained priest. He's still ordained, obviously, but now he's in a more inactive role. I need to separate that so you understand. Especially if you're tuning in for the first time. It has become clear to me that over the last several years, he genuinely repented of everything everything that he was on board with before. He has cleaved himself to the Latin Mass. He has cleaved himself to the Holy Eucharist. He has cleaved himself to sacred tradition. He has cleaved himself to the eternal magisterium. And he has looked anew out on the world. Does he still make the same protestations about satanic pedophiles in the upper echelons in government? He doesn't have to because he already made those protestations. And whether or not you believe that's some QAnon conspiracy theory, the fact is, is the core thesis that emerged from Q is still true. And in this talk, he also talks about how it would appear that the emerging scandals coming out of the Biden administration and various administrations around the world are beginning to show precisely that. But it's starting specifically with Joseph Biden and his family because it is coming out day after day after day. 
And while they're still shielding the Clintons, and they're still shielding the Podestas, and they're still shielding as many people as they possibly can, the fact is, is they all know they can no longer shield him. And the fact is, is he's no longer useful for their plan. And so he soon will be thrown to the mercies of the people to see justice. In hopes, honestly, that it will satiate the people's thirst for justice long enough to distract them from the fact that the people in power are still in power. We'll see. Because like he says, it's very hard to believe. Very, very hard to believe that they're just going to let it ride. That they didn't account for the fact that sooner or later, sooner or later, the cracks were going to show and they were going to have to do something to plug those cracks. And the easiest way to do, the easiest way to plug those cracks isn't to actually fix it, but to throw fresh meat out there to distract the people who were looking for the cracks. And the people in power, the people who will, and here's the thing, when you're part of that leftist globalist agenda, for the most part, nobody's sacred. For the most part. There are always, and here's the thing, There are always people within the movement, people within the institution who are sacrosanct. But because nobody is truly sacrosanct, it's a much slower revolution. It's a much slower process for those at the top. And they've been protecting Biden, despite the fact, <clears throat> despite the fact that from the emergence of the of the laptop, and the emergence of ter- of the uh, clerk, the congressional aide, the senatorial aide, uh, Tara Reid. From then, it became increasingly obvious that this man did not have the moral value, the moral conscience the steadfastness that comes with virtue. And they were able to cover for it because, of course, the left always covers for it. They don't throw anybody to the wolves unless they have to. But it is becoming increasingly obvious that this man is bad for the cause. It doesn't matter that he's perfectly compliant with all of their whims. He may even believe in most of them. But the fact is, is he's becoming much more of a detriment. And we'll see. We'll see what they do. Which is basically the same thing that that Archbishop Vigano is saying about Italy. He's hoping that things move in the right direction. Everything seems to indicate that Italy is now ready to move in the right direction. And without a doubt, 
The Maloney government requires the support of the people. But it would appear, based on what he's saying, that the Italian people need to trust but verify. Which would definitely come from an understanding that power corrupts. And that we cannot afford to give these people absolute power. Doesn't matter what their intentions are. We cannot afford to give them absolute power because all it takes is the slightest bit of sin to slip between the cracks. And it could derail the whole thing. It could take that entire train off the tracks. Slowly at first and then very fast. For those of you who doubt the intentions of Archbishop Vigano, I highly recommend that you watch this Frontline TV message. And it is titled, A Message from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. And as I understand it right now, it is still playing live. It is still on cycle. <clears throat> watch the whole thing. It's not very long. Watch the whole thing. And then pray for him. Because he clearly sees it. He clearly sees what is going on in this world. Let me amend the way that's said. It's not just that he sees, that he clearly sees it, that it's obvious that he sees it, but he very obviously sees it with clarity. Pray for the church. Pray for your nation. Pray for the, arch, the good archbishop. Pray that his spine is infectious and recreates the spine in many more bishops. Because this is the kind of leadership from the church that we need. Someone who can sit and look clearly. Because he's not coming out to say what we should do. He's coming out and saying what he sees. And from that, we can make our own conclusions. From that, we can make our own decisions. He doesn't pull back. He says quite clearly, he voted for the Italian Brotherhood. He voted for Georgia Maloney. And then he shows why. Pray that more of the ordained bishop, ordained and consecrated priests and bishops become as faithful beacons of the light as Archbishop Vigano. He's not perfect, but he certainly has decided that he would shirk his office no longer. And we need more of that. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.